you've got a lot to learn, child. <laughs> never stray from the path, never eat a windfall apple, and never trust a man whose eyebrows meet. Little girls, this seems to say... Do you? Do you? But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes, before he could find the right words. What made you think I'm crazy? Okay then. Okay then. Okay then. Whatever are you doing? Together in electric dreams. I'm joking. Absolutely nothing to do with this week's podcast. Absolutely not. But um, I put that as a thing. No, okay. What what we <laughs> sing is? We just heard it. Yes. What we will sing is. What do you think of Tottenham? <laughs> Shy. No, I'm joking. Um, I'm a Chelsea fan, by the way, people. We were going to talk about football today, and things that are in the streaming services that relate to that, basically. Um, and we so, were singing Electric Dream because we just, or you were, because yeah. we just happened to hear it in the car park where we are now. Just so people are wondering what the hell that has to do with football. Oh, yeah. Nothing yeah. at all. And that song is just going to stay in my head now for the rest of the day. Anyway, um, just while I'm here, um, happy birthday to my brother. Um, <laughs> it's his birthday today. <laughs> just thought I'd mention that. Um, he is a diehard Chelsea fan like me. Um, so today we're going to talk about Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham. Um, which for those of you who don't know is a series about Ryan Reynolds and Rob Rob McElhenney 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 um, uh, buying Wrexham Football Club in Wales North Wales I believe I've no idea just or South Wales, Wales. Just, it Wales is enough yeah, I mean, isn't it yeah, yeah. I don't think it matters um, yeah and then we're going to also talk about a film that I recommended to make because we were talking about films about football. And I, w- I will mention a few films for people who are interested. I don't know if you care. But um, one <laughs> of the ones... One of the ones... <laughs> one and a half minutes in and you're already apathetic. I don't know if you care. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, just in case. Um, so I, I thought, uh, you know, as a fiction, because we look at a lot of documentary style series and films about either footballers like there's a George Best one that's very good that one of our lecturers made the played the Matt played the oh yeah did the music music yeah Yeah. Uh, which is really cool and obviously then there's like the all or nothings and and Prime TV or whatever that follows a a few few teams but we wanted a fiction film and everyone knows Ben like Beckham uh, which is very good but we wanted to talk about She's the Man. <laughs> you wanted to talk about She's the Man because no, but it's I just thought, your childhood favourite. It is, exactly. But it, it's one of those things that could be very pertinent right now. Um, as in, you know, women's place in football and, and that world and all that. Um, and just because I thought it would be a funny film for you to watch. As oh, in, yeah. not that it's a masterpiece, but... It's just entertaining enough that it's silly, like, in, in that way. So, yes, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, and it's also because it came up when I, when we were saying we'd look at football films. Yeah. I did a, a Google search of what's streaming 
on Disney. We've decided we were focusing on Disney Plus. I think no, it was on Netflix. But I just said, what's streaming that is a football, a soccer mm. related, soccer football related proper? No, but I mean, just when you specify, because if you put football films, you're going to get all these all American right. football films. So since my, and she's the one who came up. Or she's, she's the man. She's the man came up, and I was really surprised at that. Dismissed it until you then said, "What about she's the man?" So yeah. Said, okay. Yes, um, I watched that film several times when I was a kid. Um, for those of you who don't know, I've been playing football since I was five. And it's all this film's fault. Yes, not my mother's who put <laughs> me in a football team when I was five. In the states, actually, for United States listeners. Um. Modesto. Let's just talk about my career. So it's all started. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. And cut. And we're back. Yeah, exactly. And that was the end of it, really. No, I'm joking. Um, Thank you for a fascinating half hour. You're welcome. Anyway, so yeah, so we'll, we'll do you want to start with Wrexham then? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I really love that series, to be very honest. It is very mm. funny to see, you know, two people who honestly don't understand much about football buying the football club and then figuring out kind of as they go obviously they have a team of people that help them out and you know there is the community itself in Wrexham that help the club and you know maintain kind of standards that they've always had in the club it's not like two Americans are buying it and turning it into something else they they want to invest and they want to improve oh, they that club to do it properly yeah it's exactly not just throw money at it and just have yeah. a hobby um, and they seem really interested in it and they really take all the criticism on the chin and, you know, kind of roll with it. Like the episode where they were screaming at Ryan Reynolds saying, you bought the wrong club, you bought the wrong club. <laughs> oh, no, but that was it. That was your rival, the other team. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah but that's what fast. I mean. They oh, take right. the criticism on the chin. Like, yeah. Oh, well, that's, ma- that's well, yeah. I mean, but that's... you have but to sit there because you're in, you know, in a country where you're, you don't really know what the fans are like or whatever. Because then that's why he was like, oh, are they having a dig at me or something? And then he was like, yeah, they're saying you bought the wrong club. And he was like, ah, okay. Ah, yeah, like, but I mean, I would take that as a joke anyway. Yeah, but I, I just think, see, you would because you're used to that type of football environment. Banter. Yeah, I in America, I don't see this. But they're not enough with American football teams. I mean, I have no idea. I don't American think they're as abusive. Like. I'm not saying this is abusive, but I'm just saying that, like, I don't think they are as a, as like a... I just think they're more of like a just as an example. Now people are gonna hate me for this, but I think they're more of like a go Eagles kind of thing, you know. Okay, <laughs> so they're just too busy cheering their own side before yeah, criticizing exactly. No songs slacking off anyone else. Exactly, slacking off. Like basically. I started off this episode saying, "What do you think of Tottenham?" Shy, <laughs> like you know, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's just a personal thing that you all do about poor Tottenham Hotspur, the great Spurs. Yeah, we're finishing right now. With everything. Yes. <laughs> Our lives together. Mick, Mick is a Preston North End supporter. Yeah. We've never seen And we, we have a plan of eventually going to watch them play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and maybe one day buying Preston North End. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's a plan. That's going to happen. Um, You know that if one day I have enough money and I buy it, I'll put a big picture of you in the halls of Preston North End. We're going to, who is this man? He, he was a fan. <laughs> he told me who you were. Yeah. I would never he put have you on the map. <laughs> or my map. Yeah. <laughs> and I put you on the map. Um, anyway, so I really, really enjoyed watching the series. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just think they're very, they're very funny and they're very... And you know what? It actually shows a lot of... Like, they don't take themselves seriously and they don't try and pretend they know. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they clearly say they don't know what they're doing. Like, you know. Well, that's... I mean, and are they both from Philadelphia? 
No, I don't think I don't think Ryan Reynolds is. I think just right. Rob is. But Rob, because certainly at the start, wasn't there a lot about Rob being a very keen supporter of the Philadelphia team? What's the Philadelphia? The Eagles. The Eagles. So and he he actually um, talks to the owners and coaches yeah. about experiences. So he's big into his yeah. football life. So. I can't even remember where they came up with the idea of buying Wrexham or what it I can't was. Remember either. But um it was just so out there. Yeah. An idea. And I think you could see the fans themselves were concerned about that. This is just yeah. they're just using it because I mean they have such a history. Yeah. And okay, so these multimillionaires just come in and flounce around about something that's far more important than money. Yeah. Like it's the culture of it all. But they took because they showed that they were really going to do it properly and we're going to listen to fans because it was a fans it was a collective running the club up to that point yeah the history of the club prior to that was fascinating as well the people who tried yeah. to run it into the ground and things like this yeah and I mean this is what struck me all the way through is this is what the problem I have with soccer professional football the yeah. whole lot is the fact that it's all about money exactly and I do feel like that's that's one of the um, I've always said I don't feel like billionaires should own football clubs. I actually think it should be, you know, like you start these clubs very small in a way and you, you know, the people who work in it and work in it all, all their lives should work to a position where they are chairman of the club, but not that the club doesn't have owners. It's just run by a few people. Yeah. Who have also always been fans of the club, not someone coming from Saudi Arabia, some sheikh or something, to come over and buy a club when they or had Russia. Yeah, or Russia exactly, um, to buy a club that they have no clue about. Although the Russian did very well with the club. Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah, great I mean, for Hitler him. would have been lovely. Yeah, too I know. If he yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I do feel like it. It should be more of a because it's just so lovely, and this is one of the things I love about football when it's a smaller club. Like Rex and we just see the community around it is just so lovely. Yeah. People just that's what's the world to them. Yeah, exactly. And I love that about like even the club I play for. You know, we go and support each other, and we go watch the other team matches, and we go to cl- club finals that aren't our own just to watch them and support. And there's a <laughs> sometimes play in <laughs> <laughs> finals that are not your own, except that's the other team. Yeah, we won't comment about that. <laughs> Um, you know, and you know, the way um, then we all go out drinking in the local bar that's next to our clubhouse. Yeah. You know, and it's we have com- a clubhouse. It's very community. Exactly. Um, and it's just it's just nice being a part of that. And when you have a club that's just very big, like the Chelsea's and Liverpool's and Man City's, you know, and everything is about money. You still love the club, but it's hard to feel like you're a part of it. Because it's too big. Because it's, it's too, too big, vast. and it feels like you need to buy your way into it. If you if you feel you know that kind of way, like you have to have all the jerseys and you have to have, you know, yeah. and and support all the players and all this, and that's one of the things that I've always loved about Brazil as well. In Brazil, with the clubs, you do feel like a part of the club because, to be honest, we don't. The majority of us don't actually buy foreign players. The foreign players we buy would be either Argentinians or Uruguayans or whatever that are there next to us but we never I've, I don't think I've ever seen a player being brought in from Europe okay whereas Europeans buy Brazilian players all the time and yeah. most of their uh, most of the Premier League is made by foreign players rather than English players the majority I'd say is I haven't checked the stats if anyone knows tell us but I do imagine it is mostly foreign players so it's kind of hard to get into that when it's so easy to just buy the best player yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's all, it is all money. Like yeah. I can understand 
how you can get behind a club or whatever but I would say it's because of the fact that they're they're not players who are playing for the team they're playing for money yeah uh, which is all very well like some of them will have loyalty to the team and so on there's certain, I know there's certain players like certainly for a lot of Irish players the dream is always to play for Man United mm. like Roy Keane said he wanted yeah. to play for Man United more than anyone else but for me I've ne- I just can't get into it I just cannot get into any football ma- and I'd love to because I know the excitement of cheering on Ireland mm. and the real thrill of watching an Ireland game but there you know they're playing for the country and yeah. the country and everyone there is involved it's all about yeah, the country because themselves. they're representing you because it's yeah. a country Whereas here, yeah. if someone here is supporting Man United or Liverpool, I say, you've never even been there probably mm. or anything like that. You're just picking a name. And I remember going to watch a Newcastle, this is years ago, 20 years ago maybe, a Newcastle United match with the Newcastle United Supporters Club because a friend mm. of mine, and everyone was there with their black and white stripes and go mental in the game. And I was going, I just cannot get into this. This means nothing to me. Yeah. I don't care who wins. Yet at the same time, when I'm watching the World Cup and Ireland aren't even in it, I'm fascinated. I'm interested in it because I can feel it's country versus country rather yeah. than one business owner against another business owner. Exactly. Which is what yeah. it feels with a lot of these big clubs. Yeah. That's why, you know, when you watch things like, for example, Ted Lasso, uh, which is basically what Ryan Reynolds and. Oh, yeah. Means, but they're, they're just not coaching the, the team. Um, but Ryan Reynolds and Rob are doing. It's a cozy watch. It's something that you, you can relate to more. And that's why I think it's a good series because you're like. No, I know what it's like to have a club that's not doing that well. Like they're they, they're doing very good this season. They're top of the league this season. Okay, go give it away. Well, <laughs> well, and I, it's, well, well, yeah. I mean, the series probably ends before all that. Yeah. Because it's last season, but it's like that's one thing I will say about it. I really got into it mm. in the matches. Yeah. Like a real, it's like, oh come on when they're yeah. showing the matches because you do you do become really supportive yeah. of the and it is because they are a smaller team yeah. it's not even that it's they're, like they're by, underdogs yeah. basically yeah. and it is that situation like we feel like that in my own team because we're the B team and all that you know it's that kind of the, the even the feeling of winning yeah. it's like no one wanted not that no one wanted but no ex, well, no, no one expected you to win yeah. and the fact that you're excelling when no one expects you to win because you don't have the money and you don't have any of this you know in theory you shouldn't be doing well and you are and the thrill of that yeah. And to see a team do that then, like them, you know, that's a smaller team and not like a Chelsea or an Arsenal or whatever. It's just, the thrill is much bigger, I feel. Yeah. Because here, like, if you think about it, when I was, um, even now watching Chelsea, I love watching Chelsea and I do love Chelsea and going to matches. And it's a great feeling still. But it's that feeling of, you know, Chelsea aren't doing that well. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, but they're not going to do well every, every season. So eventually they're going to go back to the top at some point. So, you know, it's not like that. Whereas, like, when you when you have a team, even like Preston, who is in the championship, you're like, no, get them to the Premier yeah. League. You want them to succeed. And oh, yeah, but and it's the same to thing the with Ireland. League, yeah. Like, when Ireland got to the World Cup in 1990, as I said, the, literally the country stopped when mm. the matches were on. It was made announcements. There were no buses running while the matches were on. The country stopped completely yeah. so everyone in the place could watch the match. So that's a real, that's a community of country. Yeah. Kind of. So that's an incredible thing where you'd never get that mm. for places like Brazil or England or any of the big international teams yeah. because they're used to being in these things. This is our only time ever. We get excited about the Eurovision, for God's sake. Yeah. Anything where we're competing. But particularly with this, while I was watching this, I was cheering Rexham on 
because of the people who support them that yeah. you see in this documentary yeah. there's a lot of the peop- the ordinary people in the street well the fact that so, they they gathered money to help the club at one stage as oh well. yeah the, the, and know, they sacrificed they so much yeah. to save the club while the owners were deliberately running it into yeah. the ground and all that was that was a real fascinating battle mm. between them all uh, but that's it you get to see a lot of supporters they're interviewed and so on and some of them you really like one of them I felt sorry for at one point you know the guy who's the painter decorator whose marriage has ended yeah. and he's turning out to be an awful git really over the episodes you say I've seen a lot I, more than I don't like like he's he's. I know his sort of person like every when there's, there's do you see the episode where the two guys come to Wrexham they actually come to watch a match in yeah. Wrexham and they go into the pub and they meet all the people afterwards oh I don't I, I, no I think I've seen them getting there but not because I, I saw them going see I, may, I think I'm at the half of that episode because I saw them going into the grounds and then I saw them going into the DVD store yeah, and then after that, that they were they were taking pictures of people on the street yeah. and people trying to get their business behind uh, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and all that it was very smart, very funny. Um, but it could be after that then. Yeah, well, they go to the you know the pub, the yeah, turf, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Pub. They go to the pub there and they're talking to a number of the locals, the real mm. supporters. And your man is there, and he's real arrogant. He just mm. really annoys me, and I mean he's criticizing other people all the time. And in a mean-spirited way mm. that I just said at first I felt sorry because he has. He's had it tough by the sound of it and the, the club is everything to him. But still, he's been a prick. Yeah. And that's what I felt with certain, well, with him particularly, certain characters not necessarily come off well. Yeah. So. Right, so that that makes us move on. Not swiftly because I'm <laughs> literally, whatever. Anyway, so we're going to talk about um, She's the Man. No, it's not about me. Don't worry. It's about Amanda Bynes. <laughs> um, and that's the prologue. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's Amanda, Amanda Bynes' character. What's her name? Um, Viola. Viola. Because I remember thinking about that name and I always thought, what a strange, as a Brazilian kid, what a strange name, Viola, because it's not violet. And it's mm. not, I don't, I didn't understand. I, to me, it was an instrument. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah. The, well, so, it's from Twelfth Night. It's, oh, you see, yeah, the whole yeah, film yeah, is yeah. based on the Shakespeare play Twelfth Night. And those are the characters, Viola, yeah, Sebastian, yeah, yeah. and the Duke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny, I need to watch that film again. <laughs> Any excuse to yeah. watch it again? <laughs> oh, now it gives me a whole new perspective. I read Twelfth Night and then watch the film again. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm in Portugal. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so she is basically, um, she's changed schools. She was in the school I think before where she played football. She was with this team, and then she went to a school where they didn't have, I think, a, a female team. Mm-hmm. And she wanted. I don't know if it's university, if it was a school. I can't remember. I think it's just a school, isn't it? Like she's just like a senior or something. I no, I think she's basically going into because they have to wear uniforms, don't they? That's true. Yeah, so I think it's a school. Um. Anyway, so she for her she realized that for her to be, to be able to be on a football team, she needed to be a guy. So yeah. she became one. <laughs> she put on a wig, and she would then strap her boobies in and everything and what you know a lot of people face these days as well <laughs> um, no they do you know people who are just figuring out figuring themselves out um, so she does all that to try and play she's a very good player and all she becomes best mates with Sebastian which is Channing Tatum no no oh, no no Sebastian's her brother yeah she pretends to be him yes 
Um, what's Channing? How long since you've seen oh, the film? Oh, a long time ago. But no, 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 no. But no, Channing Tatum is your man. Um, He's Duke. Okay. Well, no, there's one of his nickname is Duke. He might have another name as well, but it was just it struck me. This is how they've got around a oh, character called yeah. the Duke. His nickname is Duke. I think. I yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's she's been a long time. But you know what? I should have watched this before yeah. we did the, the podcast. Pink. And it's just because <laughs> I've seen it so many times in my head. I was like, I know everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, you think you know everything. Um, even the whole uh, tampon scene yeah. is very funny that's i think that's the most famous scene and you know that's just like replayed in people's instagrams and all that all the time um well what did you think oh, i really enjoyed it um i mean i could see a lot of it annoyed me in that it's the typical american teen comedy yeah. thing and uh, like what year is it 2006 or something, or something yeah. yeah so it's just funny to think that every decade there's one of these right back to the breakfast club yeah. Like the eighties, my era and then the nineties. Yeah, the coming so of age all type the, of but film. All the, but I mean but they're all the same style, they, yeah. They always have the same thing underneath them of let's keep the teenagers happy. Like it feels yeah. to me like it's American um let them have their little rebellious streak before they get into the normal thing of yeah. being good conservatives. Yeah. That's what it feels like for this. Like say, Oh yeah, let's show the wildness of it and then but not let's not deal with real issues. Because yeah. as you said, there's a lot of real issues in the very fact of the fact that there's no girls team. Yeah. But what really struck me about it was because it is like we'll have to call it soccer because it's it is soccer that they're called throughout the thing. Yeah. Um, is the fact that it is soccer because obviously it's Americans do not treat soccer as a serious game. We've seen it in other series like uh, Modern Family and so on where they constantly slag it off because American football is real game. Football. Yeah. Soccer is just a children's game, a girl's well, game. Well, yeah, now they do. They do treat soccer as a very important game. Okay, but they didn't at the time of this film. Because the women's Oh, yeah, because it, but, that's, but that's now. But yeah, I'm but talking that's about what I mean this, now. But not at the time of this film. Yeah, I know that. The, the film is like 2006, so therefore... But the film itself... Is portraying it as a big yeah. thing, whereas I can imagine at the time people say, "Yeah, but that's not a real, real sport." Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's surprising. Like you were always conscious of, yeah. But I, I felt think that that's, about but you know, I think that's why they put that that sport there. It was because what's what's a uh what you call it? A, a realistic sport that she could play. Oh that yeah. This well, that's school a, doesn't that's have that she could, you know, yeah, that kind could, of way. She like, couldn't possibly play American football because yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if there's any female equivalent. To I'm that. sure like, there's now. Girls yeah. rugby, which is a similar sport, but I mean, I don't know. But what really struck me about it was there were cheerleaders for this, yeah. and I was got. Is that actually happened? Does that happen at soccer teams? I do don't they have know if they do. Probably do over there, but not here, no. Well, of course they don't here. Yeah. Like, I mean, because it isn't, because it's just, because this is the whole American cultural thing. Boys play sport, girls cheer them on. Yeah. And that's what I felt for that. I was going, the cheerleaders just looked ridiculous in this context. So I wonder what they, and do they have there for the women's football team? Do they yeah. have boys do the cheerleading or whatever? But I have, as I said, extensive notes on it. Here we go. Um. Yeah, there were so many things in it that were gimmicky. Like when they come on the pitch and it's all the slow motion walk with Vinnie Jones at the head of them, chewing gum, looking really cool. Looked, it just annoyed me that right. bit. <laughs> um, 
But at the same time, what we were saying about welcome to Wrexham with the football matches, you really got into it. I really got into the games. Yeah. I wanted them to win. I was going, oh, come on, and so on. But then I thought it was so funny when she's, because she's disguised as her brother and everything. She's, when she scores the goal, and of course she has to jump in the air and kick the ball in midair, yeah. which is such a football cliche. Yeah. But it was still funny on that regard. Uh, yeah, and the whole thing. <laughs> The whole, the whole thing of like it was very Bridget Jones with the three friends who are yes. all there to help her, and then that the girl with the braces, that annoyed me. Do you remember? There was basically she was uh, because she was falling in love with Channing Tatum, and Channing Tatum was after this other girl, who was falling in love with Amanda Bynes oh, as yeah. a boy. No, the girl with braces liked the other the uh, Channing Tatum's friend, wasn't it? No. No, they ended up together. Oh, okay. Um, Eunice was the girl with the braces because oh, I wrote yeah, it down. Yeah. Uh, but it was just it's like she's the extreme nerd. Nerd, so yeah, the, yeah, And yeah. I said, oh, for God's sake, so annoying. And then suddenly, out of the blue, at the very end, she's beautiful. Tatum's friend and her are together. And there was only one mention of it earlier on where he said, because clearly they, threw, they went back and re-edited this line in, where he said, well, you like me when I wanted to date her. And then they never mentioned, yeah. there's no connection again. So that sort of cliche nonsense annoyed me yeah. and that's what I'm saying of the typical which is, teen film but it, which is rubbish. annoying because his best friend was black so what do they do all exactly. every time with the black character which is only the best friend or the comic relief in the film is put him with the most unlikely un like um, unattractive character in it because yeah. that's not the focus so put them together which in a way is very bad obviously oh, yeah. Um, but yeah I do, but I do find that of yeah these, exactly of yeah. these films um, same old, same old all the time. Yeah. Um, however, I will say she was very good. Amanda, Amanda Bynes, Bynes, I thought, yeah. was excellent. I always thought she's a very good actress, even if it is like these little films that are just like silly or whatever. But she's just not like, given a chance, I'd say. Yeah, no, but I, job. yeah, but I really, because I really think she is, and I used to think she was so attractive. Um, but I think she was, she was one of my favourites. I know people were mad about Lindsay Lohan, but she was my favourite. Like, I'd go mm. to films where she's in it. I'd yeah. ask my mum to bring me to the cinema to watch films that she's in, more so than like Lindsay Lohan or um, who else was one of the big ones at the time. Oh, I can't remember now. Hayden Panettiere or any of like, you know, I, I just wouldn't. I well, you've seen Hayden Panettiere in the one that we watched in Claire. Oh, right. Yeah. And she's very similar to Man the Binds to me. They're very well, they play the looking. same. Oh, no, oh no. No. I, well, I think because this is what struck, like what struck me about her. It's not that she's plain, but she's not the dolly look that you expect for a lot of to me. She wasn't this okay. very, very pretty girl that a lot of these images seem to whereas Lindsay Lohan might have been a bit more that. But again, a lot of that could be because she's playing a boy mm. a lot of the time. But I just think she's very good in what she's very sympathetic. Yeah. When she's when her heart is broken about the football, so you do feel for her mm. and so on. Um, oh, I definitely did. I couldn't oh, think of, of anything worse. <laughs> I was like, I could, can't think of anything worse. Moving to school, yeah. where there's no football. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of good points made yeah. on that, and it did make me curious to fight to read Twelve Night, the Shakespeare <laughs> play. Like how the how did they adapt that? How did they adapt the football scenario into Twelve Night in the eighteen hundreds or fifteen hundreds, whatever? Um, so I, I did enjoy it. It mm. very much, very pleasantly passed it out. All the cliches, once you accept this is going to be cliche written yeah. and just go along with what's good and bad about it. Yeah. Um, 
though. What else would you like? I'm just trying to think. I'm not, <laughs> no, it but like stupid it's stupid for me ask you a question about. Well, it, no, but. not well. It it is just that kind of feel good film. I don't know. It's just it's really hard to find films about football that are good. Like you mm. can have so many films about like the baseball, you know, and all of this that are good films, but it's because obviously Hollywood had a, a much bigger interest in those sports. Yeah. Um, whereas now football is slowly going into that but still people don't seem to find the appeal in like fiction towards football have you, you know, ever kind of seen way. Escape to Victory or do you know Escape to Victory no oh because I, I was thinking of that when I said I said oh my god please please god please Marina hasn't seen this or knows of it Escape to Victory it's made in 1981 mm. by John Houston okay it's set in a prisoner of war camp in the second world war where there's a number of footballers are among the prisoners. So the German commandant organises a match. Oh, that's Joyeux Noël? No. Oh, okay. No, no, this is a football match. Oh, right. It's a soccer match organised between the German national team and a European prisoners. Oh. And the manager of the team and the player and the, well, the captain of the player is played by Michael Caine. Okay. And the goalkeeper is played by Sylvester Stallone. Oh, lovely. And a lot of the team are made up of actual international players like Bobby Moore, an Irish guy, and Pele. Oh, my God. So you have to see this film. OK, I have to see this film. And the whole idea is it's basically it's just that the, it's a propaganda thing that the Germans organise of a German, the German national team playing against all these European prisoners. And, and all the British forces and the American forces say it's a lie. Nothing's going to happen. Whereas and the. the head of the escape committee in the camp is furious with Michael Caine for going along with this and mm. he says we have to give them something to do and then they decide let's use this as a way to escape so it's mm. the great escape plus football yes so amazing we'll have to find it yeah, somewhere and put do. that on I would say can you imagine watching that and Pele in it oh my god yeah um, yeah like there's there is a few like the what was the one that I told that we talked about that was shown to us in class but but the uh, Iranian girls oh offside Offside, yeah, very good film, very pertinent uh, as well. well. Great because you don't see a single football. Uh, no, you football. don't. It's all, but it's, it's about yeah, nervy. it's about the girls, the women trying to get into the stadium to watch a football match. Yeah, and it is very good. I think that's one of my favorite football films of all time. Obviously, there's Bendham like Beckham and all those kind of films, which I've never seen. But this is really good. And then again, Ted Lasso. I can't recommend enough. Ted Lasso is just such a good, cozy. Yeah, film to uh, not film series. series to watch, and it's just oh, it's just lovely. Bar one episode that I didn't like, other than that, yeah. it's all just such a nice, funny, in the most innocent way, kind of like lovable. People. Yeah, and again, it's it's a perfect compliment to Welcome to Wrexham, as you said. Yeah, it's like because it's it's thing. very similar, although Wrexham is real life. Yeah, um, and then you have the all or nothings that follow the teams. If you're actually really a football fan. Um, or for the American listeners that try to get into it the All or Nothings are very good as well um, for Arsenal, Man City and Tottenham I wish they did one for Chelsea but I have a feeling they are doing one for Chelsea I have no idea what you're talking about what is it's that? just serious it's like a do- it's a film crew that follows the team and follows the developments of the team but you can see right. like the Arsenal one I think was uh, filmed last season and they were struggling last season and now they're top of the league so you're going to see that you know what the manager did and you see all of his talks in the changing room it's kind of like Wrexham the, that way but 
it's with see, Premier League teams. Did you see Welcome to Wrexham the, the, where the manager is shouting at the team and they have a chart going uh, by? Yeah, and yeah. every time he says and fuck, the, it goes up by yeah, a point. But they call it Phil's enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah, and then it goes up by a point. Yeah. And he and said it one after the other. Oh, yeah. Like, like every single word was yeah. fuck. And it was just every time he said it, it went up by yeah. like, That's their measure of his enthusiasm. Um, yeah, but it's I, I find it very good. They had the all nothings for all the American football. I think they have it for golf, all that kind of stuff. It's just like a sports series, I think, that they have, which is very good. Um, I think there's probably other films. There's I haven't seen the Pele film. I haven't seen the Cristiano Ronaldo film. Again, I just don't find it that interesting unless you've had even the Maradona. I just don't find it appealing to watch it about these men who were just so famous that I think it's kind of in a way it's probably kind of like all the other famous people unless you had an extraordinary life like Marilyn Monroe I don't think I'd watch biography films like that uh, well I mean I would say Maradona's life was, uh, well it was tragic it's, yeah, in yeah. its own way Pele's wouldn't it be didn't he rise from not the slums, but wasn't he? Or yeah, did he come from, from poor background? Yeah. And then go through all but that? at the same time, like a Neymar film wouldn't appeal to me. A Messi film wouldn't appeal to me. I don't mm. know if it's because we're still living in their time and they're not yeah. dead yet. But even <laughs> the Maradona one, I still don't find as appealing. Like I would find George Best appealing only because he's not from my time. Yeah. You know, and I'm not from where he's from and where he grew up it's and a different era completely yeah. Yeah. so like I'd watch like that like watching films a documentary on the 1966 World Cup mm. when Britain bring the one well, but at the same time for me any documentary about Jack Charlton mm. is fascinating to watch because I was there for a lot of what they're talking yeah. about See, I, I don't know I just don't find it especially now for these even for artists like the Katy Perry documentary or all of them other than the Taylor Swift one but the rest is just to me it's just like oh okay you've money I you know that well, kind I of way it's yeah, like okay, I, w- I wouldn't be interested well I mean I would be interested in documentaries let's say on the Smiths or OMD but that's mm. because it's from my past it's very much mm. my past whereas yeah I wouldn't be interested in a documentary on bands of today yeah so like, even if I was really into them and the same thing with football or sports mm. or anything I can say but I do find like because I'm not into football itself. As I said, I'm only really interested in when it comes to the World Cup or the European Cup when yeah. it's international. I'm never mainly because as kids we're bombarded with it yeah. every day, Saturday, all day BBC, all day ITV with sport. Mm. And at our house we had lodgers who were all into that, and we couldn't watch the cartoons. So that put me off. Yes. But at the same time, lodgers ruined it for me now. Pardon. The Lodgers ruined it for me now. I'm sorry, yeah, this, you can't have your bestie as a football fanatic. No, it's all right. I have everyone else. Exactly. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did. But at the same time, I'm always interested in documentaries about historical things. And I do remember there was, I think it might be in '66, um, the Cor- the North Korean team unexpectedly did really well. Mm. And this is when North Korea was the same North Korea it is now. And they they're never expected to get beyond the first stages, but they got all the way to third round or whatever. But they were doing exceptionally well. They were getting huge scores, and it came to a point where they had nowhere to accommodate for them to stay, because they weren't they expected weren't to expected, be there. Yeah. They're supposed to be gone home, so they had to put them up in a convent. Convent in the air was the only place to stay, and they had no idea about Catholicism or anything at all. They had no idea what they were in. Mm. So there's all these nuns going around, freaked them out. Yeah. But then one guy was being interviewed, 
about it years later and he saw about this the biggest fright he got was when he opened the window and looked out and he said there was this massive big stick with a man nailed to it outside this window and he didn't know what was going on it was a crucifix obviously but it was just so funny and he was just and he still didn't know what it was like when he's been interviewed because they've no idea in North Korea but it was so funny that can you imagine opening up and this is what you see this giant crucifix out there and this man and this man nailed to it and blood coming out of it he realised the statue but it still freaked him out Oh, very good. Well, anyway, we'll end it there. Um, On a religious note. Yes, of course you had to make it about religion. I do. Um, Yes, anyway, thank you very much for listening. Um, Up the Chels and... (laughs) Chelsky! What? Chelsky. Comrade Chelsky. No. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, they're not Russian owned anymore. It's a sour note now, isn't it? Oh, sour. I'm so sorry. You want me to cut that out? <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, anyway, now we're going to head off to the mouse trap. So thank you very <laughs> much for listening. I've been Marina Gorski. And I've been Mick Jordan. Woo!